When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the PHNX Sun Devils podcast brought to you by the one and only DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook. Download today using code PHNX. Receive $200 in free bets when you place one or more dollar on any football game this week using the code PHNX. I am here with my host, Brittany Boyer. Brittany, how are you doing today? I'm good, Shane. How are you? As you're done with your hike, you almost died on. Yeah, I, I underestimated Mother Nature once again and it came to bite me in the ass. Uh, for some reason, I think I can go a lot farther than I can. I've done this one multiple times. It's Gateway up here in North Scottsdale, about 4.2 miles. It. Yeah, it's pretty right. pretty deep here in D.C. Ranch. Yeah, I also don't hike. I'm not a hiker. You probably wouldn't catch me dead on a trail, really, unless mm. I had to be out there. Yeah, there really were. Mess with Mother Nature if it's got water involved. It's 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 healthy right now. There's a lot of critters out. I've never seen lizards this big. Um, so many butterflies. I saw all of them as caterpillars about two weeks ago um oh yeah those big my... caterpillars yeah they were huge they're cool i just escorted one to safety into this bush um <laughs> it was nice no it's 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 pretty out there it's just really hot i've done this one it was i've done the same trail when it was hotter though i think i don't know today the sun was just getting to me i don't think i hydrated enough 24 hours in advance and yeah it just kind of got to me but yeah how uh, what did you do today uh, I was in the office today to do the daily sports report so you if you missed that one out make sure you check it out and uh after that, I hung out there for a little bit, wrote some stuff, uh, went to the doctor and came home and had a pizza. So, you know, always super fun. Always got to rock with the pizza. And I bet you can guess where I got my pizza from. Uh, Michi's. Not Heck a sponsor. Yeah. Not a sponsor yet. Not yet, but one day. One day they're going to sponsor me. Um, all right. Well, we have been drilling this, so let's drill it more. Let's talk more BYU ASU. We'll go in depth with everything tomorrow um uh, with in regards to the actual game but um mm-hmm. there's a presser today uh what information have we gathered from that Britt? so there was no presser today but there was practice um practice. and so today at practice west and fields were full participants they were out there they were dressed out thompson and Trainum though were not and you know Trainum, i'm not sure if they're just giving him a rest before they go into this byu game um he's going to be essential in yeah. terms of ASU's run game and moving the ball forward. Because without that, him, that gives them Daniel Ngata, who is dealing with his wrist still with, I mean, I'm assuming he's fine. He's out there in a cast. 
But uh, still, that takes away from your overall abilities. You know, you're, you're still limited in some way, shape, or form, no matter what you're doing. Yeah, well, um, especially especially with the running back thing, it's nice to have a change of pace back. And that's kind of what ASU had with this three-man mm-hmm. backfield, especially the two best, uh, Chip and uh, Rashad. Rashad's more of that speedy guy that you can uh, you can run your swings to. He gives you that burst of speed. You can throw a nice, uh, um, a nice short route to him. And, uh, you know, Tram's more of that, you know yeah. – typical big back that will run through anybody like a freight train so it's nice to have that kind of change of pace i mean that's what every nfl backfield strives for that's why that nick chubb cream hunt duo works so well um even if the stats don't show but uh yeah it's it it would definitely be nice to have them out here against a against a pretty tough opponent in byu at byu yeah and you know Tratum is one of those players where he's such a, a crucial key and a crucial part of it that, you know, you almost kind of wonder if maybe Herm and uh, Zach Hill want to keep him kind of like looking like he's not doing much to throw BYU off. Because mm-hmm. if they do prep for him to not be there or they don't fully prep um, anticipating him to play, it could really make a difference in terms of how ASU is able to perform and uh, really kind of pick apart BYU's defense going up to Provo. Yeah, and we have a, actually have four guys that are supposed to play that didn't play in the UNLV game. Uh, Trainum's obviously supposed to play um, with his nicks and bruises, they called it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, who else we have? We have uh, that uh, redshirt uh, D tackle, the redshirt freshman D tackle, uh, uh, Omar Norman Lott. Yeah. A couple tackles in that Southern Utah game. Um, and then he missed UNLV. Um, and then just a couple other guys that I don't think are mentioned on this report, but it's, it, it, it'll be good to see what this devil's team kind of looks like at full strength. Yeah. The thing is getting to see them at full strength, you know, and that was why we were talking about things being so concerning in terms of Jaden Daniels deciding to run the ball so much because you don't want to see him get injured. But on the flip side, we also talked about his style and how he does look very Russell Wilson esque when he is out there doing his thing. So, I mean, yeah, you want to be able to see him uh, showcase that he's not just a passing quarterback. He also has the ability to rush the ball because that's what some of the all-star quarterbacks that we've seen of years past, like Kyler Murray um, and uh, Patrick Mahomes, you know, that, that was their style. So if he's able to ball out on that level and show that off, it's, yes, great. But I think right now, more than anything, um, it's it's going to be instrumental to have the uh, – the running backs really focus on that and have Jaden just get more comfortable in terms of passing the ball be a quarterback, um, and getting his pass game back under control. Cause I almost feel like he's uh, a little too in his head, especially after last game, we talked about the opening drive with the interception in the corner um, of the end yeah. zone that he had thrown. He never really looked like he got back to him full self. You know, he threw that yeah. one pass to uh, who was it? Bunkley Shelton. That was mm-hmm. way off. Yeah. Uh, just down the center of the field and it could have got them into the red zone. And it was a crucial third down that instead of resulting in a first down wound up in uh Dayton getting sacked and losing yardage. So, you know, it kind of just, I think that if he's able to practice, I don't want to say practice. If he's able to go out there and play his game, like he practiced um, before this and leading up to it, then uh-huh. I think it will be a lot different because I don't think UNLV fully allowed him to play his game. They got in his head early. That defense got off to a quicker start than I think anyone was really anticipating. So uh, I think it's going to be essential for them to not get knocked on the chin quick coming out in Provo. You know, they have yeah. to make sure that they are diligent, they're ready, they're locked and loaded from the beginning. And that means all around. You know, we talked about it game one with penalties. 
We saw it in game two with uh, just some sloppiness and some errors. Uh, this is the game that everything really has to come together and they have to play clean football. Yeah, I definitely think this is the game for the Devils where they they can't they don't have to beat themselves to lose. They can they can they can get away with a couple of mistakes and uh, uh, they they can't get away with a couple of mistakes now and and just walk through the finish line. They no. they, they have to uh, play a full four quarters. And I, I this is the other person I missed. Obviously Elijah Badger. Let's talk a little bit about oh, Elijah yes. Badger. He's so gonna be Elijah back. Badger, about uh, to make but, his debut finally. Yeah, we had and, him. And, out at Go practice this week. Um, mm-hmm. And Badger was one of those kids coming in that everyone has been so excited and anxious to see. And I almost feel like it's beneficial that we haven't seen him yet at this point in the year uh, because it gives it to, uh, it gives everyone a sense of what is he going to bring to elevate the game. And we've talked about how no receivers have necessarily stepped up. Is he going to be this guy in this game? Is he going to come out in his first appearance and come out hot, you know, um, it's really anybody's for the taking in terms of the receiver to step up, like we talked about. So ha- what if it would be him? Yeah, the, the, we really, or they really need to see somebody uh, like Elijah step up because, uh, because the, the devils uh, in the, in the last couple of games, it's been hard for them to find that key guys we've hammered home so much. And I think you're right about, it's good that he came now rather than before, because now there's some hope for Sun Devils fans that this is the piece that they're missing. This is the guy that they need to step up and that will step up in mm-hmm. forms of a, uh, in form of a four-star freshman uh, that, that, that really looks like he can make a difference being six, two and a speedy guy. So I'm excited to see what he can bring. I agree. And I also think that, you know, on top of having another receiver out there, we've talked a lot about Jaden's passing game needing to improve as I think by week three, the offensive line should be gelling a little bit better. So, I mean, not that they weren't gelling to begin with. They looked light years better than some of the ASU offensive lines uh, people have seen in in the past, especially Mm -hmm. in recent years. So, you know, offensive line is gelling, but I think that there still could be some small minor adjustments and minor uh, improvements to their communication that could really improve certain plays. Um, And like we talked about, it cannot be easy to be blocking for Jaden Daniels as an offensive lineman when he's running one way and then you no. turn the look, he's running the other way. So, I mean, give it up for them. They're doing a great job. But I think as they get a little bit more into the swing of things and acclimated to seeing different defenses coming at them and, you know, being agile, being out there, because it's different than when you're in practice. You know, it, you can practice all you want, but no one is running full speed at you with the same intensity trying to get to your quarterback Definitely. in practice like they are in a game. So, I mean – I think as soon as they get a little bit more used to the intensity again, which is what we're starting to see, things will work out for them. But this also has to be a game that they are all clearly talking, like communicating well and talking and um, are on the same page because Jaden's past game has to be able to uh, develop. This really has to be the game, in my opinion, where we see him to come, come to life. And they also have to make sure that they're making holes for the running backs, which hasn't been an issue as of yet. But, I mean, this BYU defense is – BYU as a whole is, I feel like, up and down, and you don't necessarily always know what to expect from them. And they're, so, they're, they're a total dark dark horse. And going into Provo, it's almost a hostile environment with these all of these uh, angry uh, angry little Utah boys. I feel like the, the, the stuck-upness, it almost reminds me a little bit of USC, this BYU uh, fans base. Uh, a, little, a little snotty, a little hoity-toity uh, from Provo in their little bubble. Uh, but I'm excited to see uh, 
ASU on the road, uh, and especially this ASU team on the road. I always love these road games. I love the first road test of the year. It's it's always fun because you see the true colors of a of a team that might have been playing down to other teams' levels, and now you can see if this team can play up to a level because everybody can play down to a lower team's level, and mm-hmm. it's not it, it it's really hard to go into a hostile environment and be that team that can knock somebody on their ass and say, look, we're a better team than you. We're, we're bringing Tempe to Provo and we have something to prove this year, not just against you guys. I'm not saying look through them. I'm not saying look past them. I'm saying run through them, get through this game, go fast and, and, and get off to a hot start. And if this devil team can do that, I think they should have no problem. And I think they're going to cover that two and a half. I'm not sure if the line has moved. I'll check right now. I think it was at three when I just looked, but uh, ASU is still favorited to win. And I would have to agree with that. I think if ASU gets off to a fast start that they should be able to, I mean, if you just compare their talent uh, side by side, ASU is a far more talented team. For sure. Um, and so I a think better coach ASU, team also. Yeah. I think as long as ASU gets off to a good start, you know, there should be nothing that's holding them back from getting a victory other than themselves. So yeah. And and you know what can get you off to a good start? This $200 reward for joining DraftKings. Right now, DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, by the way, is live in Arizona with mobile sports betting just in time for football. You can College literally football, bet NFL, on anything. Yeah, doesn't matter. Uh, to celebrate DraftKings Sportsbook, giving all new customers a CAMS offer, bet just $1 on any football game this week. That doesn't mean just NFL. You can bet on the Devils as well. Um, any football game this week and receive $200 in free bets instantly. Um, and to add to the excitement, uh, DraftKings is giving all new customers an, an uh, exclusive no-brainer offer with the Arizona and Minnesota game. If they score just one point during Sunday's football game, uh, that's the Arizona Cardinals and Minnesota Vikings, um, then uh, all new customers who sign up now have a shot to double their money. They score just one point. Um, it's safe, reliable, secure, super easy to use. Uh, it's just all the other app pales in comparison to what this drafting sports app is. It's just so much easier to move around. It's not laggy. It has a face no, it's ID. A great app. It's, it's, it's really easy. Uh, so download it now um, and use promo code PHNX to receive your free $200 in free bets uh, when you place just $1 on any football game. That's promo code PHNX to get your $200 in free bets instantly this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. 21 plus Arizona only gambling problem. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only for free bet promotion. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. Eligibility restrictions apply. Max $50 wager for no-brainer offer. One per customer. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Bet on those devils. They're going to cover. Bucket. Yeah. I w- also, I feel like the, the, over, the over-under for this game is very low. I would have anticipated it to be a little bit higher. What's it at? Uh, it's below 50. I know that. I have to look it up again, but I just wrote this down about two hours ago. It's, yeah, it's 50 and a half. And it's yeah. about right. I think it'll be close. I, I, I think if ASU plays the way they should, they'll they'll be able to shut BYU down to minimal points and we'll probably score something like 30. Or they will probably score something like 30. Not we, they. See, I'm not on the football team. <laughs> I foresee it being something like somewhere around like... <sighs> 34 to like 24. So I think it's going to be a little bit higher than 50. I would have said closer to 60, to be Mm -hmm. honest. Um, So that's why I think it's a little bit low, but definitely think they'll cover. Yeah. 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 Um, Speaking of covered and coverage, 
Britt, you are uh, you are in the process of writing some stuff for our PHNX website, gophnx.com. You want to tell the people a little bit about that? I am, I am. So today, coming out soon, we're going to be having uh, our breakdown of all of the betting lines, odds, everything coming up for this upcoming Pac-12 slate this weekend. Should be going up on the site shortly. Make sure you check it out. Get over there. Not all the games. Some of these games this week were really weak, so not mm-hmm. all of them had money lines or anything on it. Um, but we still give you a breakdown, give you something to look forward to, what you can expect. You get to see who they're playing, get a little bit of our take. And yeah, we would love to hear your feedback too. If you want to comment, reply back, tweet back, whatever you want to do, get back to us, join the chat. If you're a member, hit us up on Discord. Let us know how you liked it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move into ASU golf. Yeah. So ASU women's golf actually just ended a three-day tournament up in Minnesota, and uh, they did pretty well. I believe that women's came in third on the road, and so, you know, that's always something nice that you like to see to get things started off. I know they had a rally from behind, um, and then men's, they were on the road in Texas, and one of their guys actually won the championship. I shared a tweet with you, Shane, and I don't know if you had saw it. I, I want mm-hmm. us to, to uh, kind of reference it tomorrow on the live show. So if anyone who's listening to this right now is planning to tune into tomorrow's live stream, hopefully we'll be able to show you a little highlight from that and get a clip going. But yeah, you know, golf is always one of those things that's very slept on at ASU and they're doing great things right now off to a solid start. And they're in search of getting back to Phoenix later in the year because that's actually where the NCAA championships are, especially for women. So yeah, those uh, as I was talking about yesterday, I think the, the watching golf, especially college golf, is just it's it's really fun, and there's so much passion in these Sun Devil athletes. Yes, they're athletes. Golf is an athletic sport, and it is very hard. Um, I love it. I love playing it. I love watching it, but especially at the college level. Um, and I, I definitely want to get out to some of these uh, tournaments or any of the match play this year. It it it, it seems fun. There's something to cheer about. Because uh, this Devils, the, both these Devils squads are look uh, pretty promising to kind of make a splash in the NCAA. Yeah. Um, you know, I've never actually played golf, so I don't have much to weigh in in terms of, like, if I love it or not. I can't mm. actually speak speak to that personally because all I've done is go to Top Golf like everyone yeah. else and smack some balls around. I would love to actually learn the game, but I will say I'm one of those people who oddly – doesn't think golf is boring i think if you're watching with people who actually know what they're looking at and uh actually care about golf it's something that can be super entertaining to watch and actually a good time so it really just depends i think on who you're around and if you are someone who might feel a little bit off put by golf i suggest that you maybe talk to people who know golf uh see if you can join in tag along watch something with them and maybe learn something about it and it might surprise you how much you actually enjoy it yeah, it's it, it, it's a it's a sport that has bad stigma, and for an understandable reason, it's a lot like the MLB. If you're not into baseball, if you don't know much about golf, I could see how it could be boring. But um, there's something to play for with these athletes, and they show the emotion on a sport that rarely has that much emotion being dealt around. Yeah. Um, so I, I really I I personally enjoy it. But what I also enjoy is the uh, the duel in the desert coming to uh, to uh, hosting at uh, in Tempe, right? Yeah, so tri- triathlon is hosting a their first meet. I was going to say a meet, but it's actually their first meet of the season. So they're hosting that, getting this. I don't even know what they start with. I know triathlon is swimming, 
bicycling and running. And I know mm-hmm. that the two of those three things I absolutely despise. I think so... you run, <laughs> swim, and then you bike. Um, it's just absolutely insane. It's going to be yeah. good. It takes place this weekend, Saturday, the 18th. I believe they start at 7 a.m. bright and early. Um, you know, ASU is known as a triathlon school. Ironically, I feel like a lot of people probably don't know that, but the triathlon team is actually really, really good. And they've won like every national championship they've competed in since they've come to ASU. So, you know, it's, it's definitely one of those things where if you have a free day one time, I would say maybe get out there and check it out, see what it's like. Because Don't run one, though. No, no. But if you want to go cheer the devil on and support, I would say this is a great event to go to. It doesn't cost any money to go out there. You mm-hmm. can encourage them. It's almost like when you see, okay, you know when you're driving home during the day Uh-oh. and you see high How schoolers? How did we get here? Here we go. No, but it's like when you see high schoolers running and they're on the cross-country team and yeah. it's hot as hell out and you just want to like – roll your window down and just be like, woo, you keep going. I I wish somebody was doing doing that to me today. (laughs) Like I want to do that to people all the time. And so I I feel like if I went to a triathlon event, I would just want to cheer for them in the exact same way. All excited. Like, look at what you're doing. I couldn't do what you're doing. So Britt, do you know the distances of what they do? Do you know how long they run bike and swim? I have no idea actually. Okay. Guess how many miles they swim. First of all, think about swimming a mile in general. Okay, I can swim like less than 50 meters. I almost yeah. drowned one time in high school and they had to f- come give me floaties and jump in. So <laughs> let's just get that out of the way right now. I can't swim to save my life. Uh, I don't know, like two miles, which seems 1.2 miles. So that's the, that, I think that's how either the start it? or the second leg. Now, guess how far they bike? Five miles? 56. What? Guess how no. far they run? No, why? Oh my god. Um, so, so a marathon is 20, know. A marathon is 26.2 miles. Just keep that in mind. 13? 13.1. They run a half marathon. And do all that other stuff. <laughs> it, I, it, I like can't even talk because and, I can't and, do any you know one of those you, in do one remember, day. Do you remember how you introed this uh this segment? You said their first meet. Their first. They do this multiple times a year. This isn't a one-off. I can't even do one of those tasks in one day. We gotta, I gotta, I gotta do an interview with one of these guys and just, I, I just gotta ask. The only question I'm going to ask them is, are you okay? Shane, you, you should okay? ask them if they can pull you in a wagon behind their bike. Do you hate yourself this much? <laughs> is there some underlying reason why you're doing this to your body? Okay. Anyway, I just, when I, you're I, swimming I never... through that nasty water in Tempe town Lake. Do you sometimes wish you were anywhere else, but there? Yeah. Especially being a triathlete in the Arizona heat. What the hell? That's yeah, it, well, also swimming in Tempe Town Lake. Blech, yeah, that's like gross. yuck. No, thank you. They, they, that's what they, that's what they're doing in the dual desert. Uh, I believe that's where they swim. Yeah, I know that's where they oh. train at and where they practice at. So, I once have you ever rented any of those kayaks or boats on Tempe Town Lake? Yeah, I rented a little pedal boat one time. That was fun, but I, did I didn't a, get in the water. You know, I you did stay a, out of it. Me and my buddies wanted to do a. Uh, a kayaking uh, excursion on Tempe Town Lake because we were bored one day. And we usually, me and my buddy RJ, we usually uh, have a, um, every Saturday we'd go like on a hike, go for a run. We'd do something physical to feel better about ourselves. If we went out the night before, we're going out that night. And so that Saturday we're being a little lazy. So we went to the gym for a little bit and then we were like, I want to do some cardio, which we do. And I was like, let's go rent a kayak. So we had three of our buddies come with us and they all got single kayaks and me and him got a tandem one. 
Oh my! Is it harder with a tandem it or singular? So hard. Then like, you have to synchronize your. Yeah, we were getting so mad at each other. I was like, "Get the fucking come on, let's go!" And it, it's it's the it's the most grueling ab workout. The worst part was we were like he lived at a uh, next to In and Out, so we were like, "Oh, let's go kayak down to because the the things at uh, uh what's that park called? I forgot. It's next to Rio Salado. Beach Park. No, yeah, and so that's where you you rent them. And mm-hmm. so we got there and we go all the way down to In and Out. And just think you could have kept going all the way down by like where it ends. Yeah. And so we go to in and out and we're like, we have to go back now. And it was just terrible. And the wind was blowing against us both ways. It you're was like, you're going to crap your pants from eating in and out. Like <laughs> oh, we didn't get in and out. We just went next to it. That would be that. that that's a triathlon in itself. Eating a double, double <laughs> kayaking and then going to drink at night. I, I could uh, do that. I we could should do that make triathlon. a triathlon event. That should be like a ASU triathlon event but it's drinking games instead because that's all we're good at that's our only culture that we have established all right um let's get to the fun stuff Brett, you have a game prepared do you or don't do so tomorrow is game day and since it is an away game we're gonna play a little bit of a back and forth of what our go-to's are for you know our game day necessity so my first thing my go-to actual entree for any football game day is always going to be pizza. You guys have not figured that out by yet. Like, or by now it's my favorite food. I'm always going to eat it. Uh, it's up there with like burgers, which is my second favorite. And then I don't know if I have a third favorite, anything that's not healthy. This isn't like my go-to go-to, but this is the only time I will eat a hot dog. I don't eat hot dogs unless I'm at a tailgate. I just, I can't, I don't know. I don't know what it, I've just never been a hot dog guy. I'm so anti-sausage for all of you that are pro sausage out there. I'm sorry. It's too salty. The seasoning's weird. I think it tastes bad. Even breakfast sausage. I just can't do maybe like a spicy I, Italian sausage sometimes is okay. And yeah. Pizza, it's great. But yeah, my mom's the same way, but that's because we're both, both our moms are Italian, but I'm just, yeah. I also agree. Like I'm not a breakfast sausage person. Like yeah. I don't like sausage on my pizza, but I like the, I'd say my go-to, go-to, there's two of them. My go-to, I have to have an iced coffee or some type of caffeine, obviously during the day, but mostly for tailgates. If I'm going to one, I need to have one before. I'm going to I'm gonna conk out at like 8 p.m. if I don't, especially for the Pac-12 after dark games, I need it. And my second one would probably, if possible, some brisket. I'm, a, I'm just so pro-brisket. I'm a... I'm, so I'm, you I'm, need I, coffee and brisket for your game day. Yeah, not at the same time, though. Probably like three hours apart. Okay. So mine's a Red Bull. Okay. Always crack open a Red Bull before I end up hitting the road if it's a home game, especially. Um, Normally, like the kiwi uh, apple ones and the green can or the blueberries, those are like the two best Red Bulls. I used to really like the watermelon ones until I overdid that one with some Tito's once, and now I just can't have it. It was too much. Um, Yeah. So mine's always a Red Bull. So I get you on the caffeine thing. I don't really go for coffee as much. I'm just not a big coffee drinker. It's not my thing. Um. But pizza definitely is like a go-to, especially if it's an away game. Like I have pizza from two different places in my refrigerator right now, and I'll probably eat both of them. Like, whatever. <laughs> I just recently had my first bang energy um, that night. Actually, uh, that we did post game for UNLV. That was the first time I ever had a bang energy. I really? drank at about five p.m. because I needed to get some work done prior to the show. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, those things slap. And yeah, they they're fire. so good. I understand the hype. I, I, I'm, 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 I'm pro everything right now. I'm pro bang. <laughs> Funny story. Uh, Spencer Torkelson actually uh-huh. 
his drink of choice is bang and vodka. So when he got drafted to the Detroit Lions, we were all at college bar when it still existed and I was bartending that day and we did torque bombs to celebrate because that was his drink. So we (laughs) went and got bang energy drinks and like gave everyone like a little bit of bang and some vodka shots and let them drop them in there just like a Jaeger bomb. How was he as a person? Is he pretty fun to hang out with? Yeah, he's pretty cool. A lot of the baseball guys that used to come in were always so awesome. You know, I don't really have an issue. Okay, I will say this. The football, like the football players that came in never tipped. And it used to drive me insane. I was like, how are you going to preach these men about like- No NIL deals yet. Huh? No NIL deals that we knew of yet, I guess. Well, right. But I'm like, man, if you know you don't have money, don't come out and order $100 worth of food and then sit here and ask for 50 different things and then leave and tip $0. Like, you're a jerk. Also, don't go around saying you're creating these men of the future when they don't even know how to be, like, courteous. I don't know. That was something that drove me nuts. But um, the baseball team was always super cool. The hockey team used to come in a lot. They were super cool. Um, Volleyball, swim and dive, they used to come in. There were a lot. That was a really cool way to get to know a lot of the student athletes on a different level and, you know, not actually talk to them about sports, but just kind of see them in their natural environment, see them be chill, you know, get to interact with them and know them as a person because their guard is not like put up and like, oh, well, I have to be putting on because this is a media interview. It's just like, no, hey, what up, dude? Like, you want the same thing you always have? Like, favorite wings, like whatever wings in the pitcher deal. And so it's like, you get to like build some rapport with them and they trust you a little bit more and you actually get to see a different side of them that a lot of people don't see. And it makes it cool because I almost feel like it gives you a different reason to watch the games. Obviously for us, we cover them. So it's a little bit different. Um, we also were alumni though. So we would have that bond, but for anyone outside of the alumni factor to it, there's that cool little bit where you have, uh, something else to talk about in terms of if he comes up in conversation, like, Oh, Hey, Spencer Torkelson did XYZ. And it's like, oh yeah, I remember when I used to talk to him about XYZ back in the day. Mm-hmm. He was always so cool, you know? So it's cool to see those kind of things. But since his drink was a bang with a vodka shot, what's your drink of choice, at um, least for yeah. this weekend, going to be for the game? Oh, uh, I'm such a stickler uh, when it comes to drinking now because I, um, <laughs> it's so typical. I went to LA for an internship. And I uh, wanted to lose some weight. So I was like, no easier place to do a keto diet than L.A. And I was totally right. It was super easy to follow because of all the options around there. And so with that, you can't have any carbs. So there was no beer. I couldn't mix anything with alcohol. But I'm a 23, now 24-year-old man. I want to drink something. So I, I I would strictly drink tequila, sometimes soda water, but mostly just like water and lime juice. And that was it. And since then... That is my drink of choice everywhere I go. It's just, it's, it doesn't bloat you. It gets you drunk fast. You don't get a bad hangover because there's no sugar or anything in it. It's, mm-hmm. mwah, I love it. I love it. Well, Shane, you're talking to a recovered, uh, questionable alcoholic, if you want to call me that. I definitely <laughs> had some issues though. And I know all about how oh, soda water makes things easier. Vodka soda, actually to be specific, Tito soda was yeah. my drink of choice. This weekend, though, I will not be going that hard. I'm probably going to stick to just some seltzers, keep it cool, keep it relaxed. You know, I, like I said, I've really been digging those Dogfish Brewery seltzers. We'll go try mm-hmm. and find those, I think. They had this really good blueberry lime one that I had. What's your favorite type of, like, artificial flavor for any, any like, candy, drinks, whatever? Ooh. Everybody has their one. 
Blueberry. Blue raspberry, actually. That's a good one. That's a really good one. That's probably a close second to mine. And a lot of people don't like this one. I am obsessed with green apple flavored things. I just I like oh, green apple. I love my it. absolute least two least favorite anything like these flavors, except lemon heads, is lemon. I despise lemon. Yep. Like yep, don't like lemon Gatorade barf. Mm-hmm. And I don't like lemon juice really on anything unless it's like <laughs> Mexican food. That's okay if they have like the citrusy flavor. I like, love my mom makes juice. like lemon pasta sometimes, and she's like, "Oh, it's such an Italian delicacy." Uh. I'm like, "This is disgusting. I don't want this. <laughs> I don't like lemon. No." Um, that and I really am not a fan of orange. I like orange a lot. That's my. That's probably I actually liked my second. Orange I have blue raspberry than orange. But yeah. I feel like everything in my life that I don't like roots back to like some story as to why. And like one time when I was in third grade. I drank too much orange soda and ate too many white chocolate macadamia nut cookies. Mm-hmm. And now I can't, I don't like either of them anymore. <laughs> well, when you, uh, when you made me take that fireball shot on our last episode, it brought me back. To, I haven't had fireball since high school, I think, because on one fateful Halloween night, um, I was uh, designated to drive. Um, and I drove uh, after this party got busted. I drove my buddy uh, who was super drunk. And he's, he's so Italian. He's from Italy, moved here when he was like 12. Um, oh my gosh. And he, we had in and out that night. This dude is so Italian that he blacked out after eating in and out and threw up pasta in my car. Ew. It was crazy. And he drank fireball at night. So my car filled, just smelled, reeked of it. And get this, you're going to like this. So I clean my car out. Um, I sleep at my buddy's house. I go get a, like a detail the next morning. It's my mom's yeah. car. And I'm like, I can't. Oh God, can't it was in your mom's car too. Fuck. Yeah. So I completely clean it. Everything's fine. The cleaners do everything. It looks great. Smells fine. I didn't think she found anything. About two days later, she's like, "Did someone throw up in my car?" I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> and she's like, "Yeah, come look at this." And she shows me, and in one of the cup holders on the door, there's still puke. Ew. Festering in the car. It was disgusting. Yuck. <laughs> yuck. 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 That's gross. So yeah, I can't do fireball because of my buddy. Well. Shout out, Alex. That's me and tequila, man. We don't mix. Um, <laughs> what is your go-to snack for games, though? Like, I always am munching on red vines, I feel like. Red vines? You, I love red vines. You gross. Red what vines are so much better than Twizzlers. Don't even give me that. Both are. Both taste like wax. I no, hate them. I like red vines. Um, I like potato chips a lot. Ask anybody. If you catch me going to a grocery store, I probably will leave with a bag of potato chips I don't need. At least one. When we went to the UCLA game... Two years ago, uh, we stopped at Total Wine to get some stuff before we went and tailgated. I left with seven bags of potato chips. Jesus. Everyone um, was like, what What are you doing? I'm, and I'm like, I'm well, we're gr- going to a tailgate. Big, we need options. I'm a big mixed nuts guy. I like bringing mixed nuts to places. Um, so unsalted you're, mixed so you're nuts. a healthy person. Well, kind of. I mean, I love potato chips, but I just, I, I, it's, it, they're more accessible at my house. Um, nuts are. Just because that sounded awful. Uh, <laughs> just because, just because I always have them and I try not to buy so nuts? chips. Um, but yeah, I'd say it's unsalted nuts. Um, speaking of nuts, <laughs> uh, draft game. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, anything else? I don't know why that just made me think of South Park with Chef when he's like, "Hey, children, try oh. my chocolate salted balls." Oh yeah. All right. All right. Do we have any other go-tos that we need to ask before we ruin this show? Uh, Yeah. So question of the day, we're going to be tweeting this out. So you guys should already see it on our Twitter page by the time you're listening to this. What do you think the final score is going to be between BYU and ASU? 
I predicted 34-24. Shane, what do you think it's going to be? Give me 35. We're not kicking one field goal. Sorry, Christian Zendejas. Good to have you back, man. But 35, I got five touchdowns, four in the air by Jaden. We got, no, four rushing, one in the air by Jaden. Sorry. Uh, I know you didn't ask for that, but I just, I, sometimes I just want to be really right. Give me 35 no, right. to 24 um, ASU. And yeah, I think they're going to, I think they're going to kick some butt in Provo. I'm, I'm Dang, excited. we were pretty close. We were only off by one point each. Yeah. Um, so, all right. Well, get that get that DraftKings downloaded. Um, put in that promo code PHNX, and uh, we'll see you tomorrow, Friday you at three thirty. Make sure you be a really in. fun one. We have a special theme for you guys tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. It's gonna be awesome. All right, guys. We'll see you later.